Let us remember we are always and everywhere in the holy presence of God. Hello, this is Rick, and welcome to the Presence Podcast. This is episode number 342. It is Saturday afternoon, and I am here recording about Friday. And I'm not even going to get into how busy yesterday was and how, again, when it came time to be ready to record, I fell asleep. But we are past that. It is Saturday afternoon, like I said, and I am here to talk about Friday, sitting in my car, waiting to go back to work after doing kind of a split shift at the winery today. And it is a big weekend because not one, but two, which is actually both, of my children are in performances. Now, my daughter, she's the one who's the freshman. She is in a dance performance. And my son, he's the one who is a senior. He is in a drama performance. And I saw his show last night, and I saw my daughter's show just a little while ago. But I'm going to hold off on talking about my daughter's show because that's today and his show was yesterday. So that's what I'm going to talk to you about. About how I kept my eyes, my ears, and my soul open yesterday, Friday, to experience the presence of God. And I'm glad you're here to hear that. So my son, who I do not name in these podcasts, is a senior and Regular listeners or listeners who can go back into the uh, history of this podcast will find that he was in a show for the first time back in the spring when he was in junior year of his high school. And that show was Mary Poppins, and I was very, very proud of him. And it was an amazing show, incredible show. He did great. He was, uh, he had a speaking role. He really, really shone. And I think it was a transformative experience for him because neither of my children have done sports, neither of them have done musical instruments, neither of them have really done much that has been of the nature where you work and you work and you work and then there's that moment when you get to show off what you've learned on the sports field, the court, you know, the concert, whatever it might be. So for him, it was really a first, and he worked hard at Mary Poppins, and then it was such a, such a great, I think, vindication for him of the hard work, and again, I think it was just a real a formative, transformative experience for him. Well, he didn't go out for the, well, he did actually go out for the fall show at his high school, but I think unfortunately it was a very small show, like seven kids in the cast. But he went out for the Christmas show, which this year is, not surprisingly, a Christmas carol, you know, Charles Dickens. And he got a part that I initially thought was maybe not the greatest part. I didn't really say that to him because I believe there are no small parts, just small actors. Or did I get that backwards? But I do believe every part is valuable because you get to get on the stage and you get to be a part of the cast and you know you you get to connect and be a part of the community and the experience of producing and and creating and then performing the show and uh, this is spoken by someone who myself uh, had one line in my first high school show senior year I was man number one at a party I shook the hand of the main character and said we've been hearing very much about you sir That was it. That was my line. And then my first uh, play in college was 10 Little Indians. 
Agatha Christie. I was not one of the Indians. I was the boatman who brought them over to the island. I had about 10 lines in the first five minutes, some of which were I and yes and yes, ma'am. And then I just sat in the green room backstage for the rest of the show. But again, it was a great experience. And uh, I did get to wear a fake mustache for that part, which was really pretty great. But I digress. This is about my son and his performance. The part that he got was narrator number five out of six. And when he told me that, I I thought I had a very different impression of, of how the narrators worked in this particular staging of A Christmas Carol. Basically, the narrators were the Greek chorus that came on and off together, um, always in groups, either all six or groups of three. I think it was two girls and four boys, or maybe I had that backwards. It wasn't three and three. But um, he had a costume and was sort of a character. He had a preacher's hat, a big black wide-brimmed hat, and uh, a vest and sort of a preacher outfit. Um, He thought maybe it was an undertaker or an undertaker preacher, something like that. But it was a good outfit for him. And he stepped up at a number of times and had lines, delivered lines, in a British accent, of course. It is the Christmas Carol, after all. And, um, you know, nothing profound. He didn't have any soliloquies or monologues, but he did well and had quite a bit of stage time. As I was talking about him, talking with him this morning, you know, really in that particular show, because it is so vignette-oriented, past, present, future, uh, many of the characters are just in for one scene. And he was one of the few characters, short of Scrooge and, and uh, you know, a couple other characters who really were in the whole show from, from start to finish. And uh, I was very proud of him for going out for this show, for working hard, for um, doing something that I know he enjoys. His best friend was young Scrooge. So he was there in Ghost of Christmas Past. And it was fun to watch the two of them. And actually his best friend's little brother, who is probably in about first or second grade, um, was in the show also. And he uh, had a little cameo where he got to kind of make fun of Scrooge or something like that. And, you know, Scrooge got to say bah humbug to the, uh, the little boy. But it was, uh, again, it was a a good show. It was a tight production. It was simple. It was streamlined. And um, I was just so pleased to to see my son perform and to see him happy and doing something that I think he's quite good at. Now, unfortunately, he is not interested in going out for what will be the last show of his high school career, which is Newsies. He's not real interested in the dance. He's not a real dancer. And... um, But he does say that he wanted to do some tech and maybe he'll get involved with learning about sound or lights or scenery or prop master or whatever it might be. And I hope he does that, especially because it'll be his last chance in, in high school. So in conclusion, what performances have you seen lately? What times have you seen loved ones of yours shine in ways that were illustrations of hard work and effort and practice and learning and dedication. When have you seen your loved ones or a loved one perhaps in something like that? And how has that been a revelation of the presence of God for you? 
in witnessing and watching and participating in that. As always, thank you so much for listening. We'll be recording another podcast later today for today. Blessings and peace. Peace.